Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, everybody, to the Messy Walk Podcast. This is episode 59. My name is Chloe, and I am here with Pastor Adam. Hello, hello. And we are currently in a series about hearing from God and the different ways that we hear from God. And this will be episode four. Yes, number of that four series. of that yes, series. That's right. I thought so. So, yeah, this will be episode four of that series. And the first three, the first one was about hearing from God. Through the Word. Through the Word. Hearing from God through gifted teachers was the second one. And then last week, we had a very special guest, Tish. Tish? I'm sorry, I can't speak. Tish. um, McGeo. She came and talked to us about hearing from God through the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, make sure really you listen good. to that. Really yes. good perspective from I her. I was so encouraged by being able to just like hear all the wisdom that she had on that. It was really good. It was a really good episode. So. This is the this is the first time on the podcast where we have paired up. Um, and some of you would know this because you're a part of um, Union Church, um, where where Chloe and I both uh, serve. But some of you don't know that because you're not a part of the church. But this is the first time where we've paired up podcast episodes with a teaching series at the mm-hmm. same time and it's mainly because there was so much content right that we wanted to share um and now two of these the ones that we just did is not extra content um but it is just a different perspective so when we're talking about the word and we're talking about the spirit it's a different perspective than what we taught in the message series but like mm-hmm. the gifted teachers one from last week um was a, a new you know, new content that we didn't share in the series. And that's what the rest of this podcast series will be. Mm-hmm. There was so much stuff um, on just different ways in which we can learn and understand this this communication with God, hearing God speak to us, talking back to God, all these things, um, that w- there was no way to put it all in a teaching series. And then I thought it was better for some of it to be talked through on the podcast instead. So mm-hmm. this is the first time that we've done that. So if you're interested in the teaching series, you can go back to the church's website, unionchurch.co. No M on the end. We couldn't afford the M, so it's just CO. No um, M because we're poor. Yeah, you can't afford the M. It's actually, people laugh when I say it, but it's actually a true statement. I'm not lying. Um, somebody else owned unionchurch.com, and we tried to buy it from them, and then the price that they told us, we were like, nope, we'll go without the Ooh. M. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so it's unionchurch.co. You can find out. Um, you can watch other messages or, or whatever you want if you want to go back through that. No, no, you don't have to. I'm just saying that they're, they're, they're there. Um, but, yeah, and also this is, a, this is important that we're talking through this. I think it's pretty cool, pretty providential that we're talking through leaning in and hearing God speak um, and being tuned into that. Um, because currently our staff and then a bunch of people from the church, a couple hundred people, are fasting right mm-hmm. now as well. And so Chloe may pass out in the middle <laughs> right. of it. You just hear a thump. <laughs> <laughs> and she may not have much to say. Right. She's a little. Um, I'm a little in and out of it. Like when we met to talk about the podcast earlier, Adam was like, oh, like – What's wrong? Are you okay? And I was like, I'm fine. I haven't eaten. <laughs> I'm just a little mellow. So. A little mellowed out, right? Um, so yeah, we're we're fasting right now as well, and um, and that's not one of the things that we were going to talk about on the podcast, but um, that could be one through this series because fasting yeah. is an, an incredible way to 
lean in and get rid of eliminate distractions so that you can hear from God. Make it a priority, right? Nothing mm-hmm. makes it a priority. Nothing makes I want to hear from God in my life a priority more mm-hmm. than the spiritual discipline of fasting. Nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, you have all these other spiritual disciplines, but none of them tune you into I'm going to uh, I'm going to sacrifice something in order to hear from God. I'm going to right. to literally starve from something, right? I don't, obviously, we're not starving, but you know right, what I mean, right, right. Um, in order to hunger for God. So fasting right. is one of those primary key ways to do that. And yeah. Tish, who was on the podcast last week, um, has taught me a lot about that over the years. Mm. You know, She's someone who fasts for her children every single week. There's been multiple times in the past two years or so, three years, where she has fasted for me and my family on a day of the week and, you know, things like that, right? So there's definitely definitely a correlation, absolutely, between um, biblical fasting, right? So not like weight loss fasting, but biblical fasting and tuning in and hearing the voice of God. There's a definite correlation there. So if you are fasting with us right now and you are – Feeling tired and feeling burdened by it, just know that uh, it does build maturity over time, mm-hmm. and it enables you to hear the voice of God in a way that – I mean, I firmly believe that Scripture tells us that there are things that God uh, will not do unless we fast and pray. Um, so anyway, the extra extra thing there. So we're going to jump into – this is number yeah. – what would you say, 59? 59. Yep. And this is four in this series, and so we're going to talk about how – we hear God speak, and today we're going to jump into that God speaks. So we said before, God speaks primarily through mm-hmm. the Word and the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. but there are lots of other ways that God speaks, and we don't ever want to limit the way right. God speaks. So if we went in here and we went seven, six ways that God speaks, right. that's sort of limiting how He speaks. Because in the Scripture, man, He speaks through all kinds of stuff. I right. mean, He speaks through my go-to for the last several weeks. He speaks through a donkey, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, there's all kinds of ways in which He speaks. The Word and the Holy Spirit are primary for certain, Mm -hmm. but there are some other ones that are, man, I don't want to say just as primary, but they're pretty, they're they're a little harder for us to understand or see, but I do think that they're primary ways in which He speaks. And so the one we're going to talk to today is that God speaks through pain. Mm. Um, And I do think that this is a primary way that He speaks. It's just harder for us to understand more than the Word and the Spirit. But God speaks through pain. See, none of us really like change. Um, if you know someone who just loves change, they want things to change all the time, they're a psychopath. Right, they're crazy. <laughs> Nobody likes Nobody change. Nobody really likes change because we we fear what it might do to us. Mm-hmm. We fear what it's going to change in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so we there's there, there becomes immediate fear when there is change involved. And so what happens is, and this is just this is just I think human sinfulness, we don't change until the pain becomes greater than the fear of the change, hmm. right? So we we don't really change until until the, the pain that's there that is requiring the change is greater than the fact that we're scared of changing. And so yeah. once the pain is greater than the fear, we change, right? And that's where it kind of comes from. And so God knows that about us, knows that about our sinful nature, which means he is going to speak through pain in lots of ways because his primary goal is goal, God is molding us to change, right? Mm-hmm. He's molding us to be more like Christ. He's more molding us to be less like us, right? Less um, 
less less worldly, less old man in our souls, more new man, new woman in our souls, right? And so if he's constantly molding us to change and pain is the key reason that we change, mm-hmm. then like it or not, God is going to speak to us through pain. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's universal. Yeah. And it's not one we really like to talk about. So like it's a whole lot more exciting. It's a whole lot more sexy to talk about God speaking through the word or the spirit. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. you start using like prophetic utterances. That's a whole lot. <laughs> Everyone's you know, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, even if you're freaked out about it, you're like, oh, that's cool. That's, right. you know, it's divine. Right. Right. Or this word, you know, what you ever played Bible roulette where you just randomly flip through and flip open through. up the word and then yep. you happen to land on a verse. You're like, oh, my gosh, this fits. Yep. like it's just feels you just feel this divine thing going on. But God speaks through pain as well, and we don't like to talk about it as much. Um, but I think it is universal. There's a verse that, that I've been reading off and on for a couple of months that I told Chloe I want us to include today because it's an oddball one. Um, it's in Proverbs 20, mm-hmm. verse 30. Yeah. Um, and it's this is a weird one. This is probably not one that you know or that you've heard a lot, yeah. um, but I think it speaks a lot to this. When you told me about it, I was like, I don't know if I've ever heard that. Right. Like, I'm sure I've read it. Sure, I'm absolutely yeah. positive I've read it, but it's not one of those. Because it's also in like, Proverbs. Like, it's not like hmm. hidden deep in yeah. Leviticus or something. It's right? one of those that you might be like, well, I don't know what that means. Let's keep going. <laughs> right. And that's exactly what I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it, cause, and also, where it's located in Proverbs 20, there's a few before it and a few after it that are much more well-known. Right. And so I think that this one is skipped buried. a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it speaks, and it speaks deeply. It, speak, it, it has spoken deeply to me over the last... I don't know, six months, a year um, through pain, right? right? Through issues that have been happening and painfulness. And, you know, the season that we've been in has been yeah. very painful. Um, but there's also been some serious painful relationships, some loss, some significant loss in our families mm-hmm. and church family in the world, of course. And then you got all the craziness that's going on around you yeah. um, with wars and just all kinds of stuff. Anyway, it just has spoke to me a lot. So what does it say, Chloe? So That's our Proverbs oddball verse. 2030, it says, blows and wounds scrub away evil and beatings purge the inmost being. It is brutal. Say it mm-hmm. again. Just read it again. Because it is, it is like, you got to take it in. You got to go like, wait a minute, yeah. what? what? Beatings? <laughs> yeah. What? Blows and wounds scrub away evil and beatings purge the inmost being. Yeah. This is my version of that verse. Um, this is what I take from it. Sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. Yeah. Um, it, that it takes these hardship, hurtful, pain-ridden things for us to want to or need to be able to change who we are, what we're doing, where we're going, whatever it may be. Um, and God uses that. I mean, right. obviously. Yeah. And But we also got to make sure that we qualify that not all pain is God speaking to you. Right. Right. Not every little hurt or ache or pain that you have is God. Like every right. time you get a headache, it's not God using the headache to speak to you, I don't believe. Right. Um, but some of it is. And so a big question you always come back to in this, and this is like, the, this is like a, a sub-question of the question that everybody asks all the time, right? The question everybody asks all the time is, um, if God is good, then why does he allow bad things to happen, right? Yeah. The sub-question to that is, well, then does God cause pain, mm-hmm. right? Um, does God cause pain to happen to us? Um, yeah, uh, like, yes. Mm. And if you look through um, if you look through the scriptures, you'll find this quite easily. It's, it's not even like 
we can find one instance that proves this, and the rest of it is no. All this pain and issues are caused by stuff around us. Because let's face it, all the all the evil, bad stuff that you see in the world, all the pain that exists, or these bad things that happen, the vast majority of them are coming because we live in a sinful world, right? It's yeah. just part of yeah. the fall. Some of these things, a lot of these things we do to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Some of them people do to us. And every now and then, um, it is God that is either you can use the word causing or you can use the word allowing these things to happen because there's something that he is going to do through it Mm -hmm. um, for sure. But, I mean, does God cause pain is an easy question to answer. You can look at Psalms. Um, you got multiple Psalm references um, where David is actually saying, I know that you are putting me through this, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, You've got uh, Job, for example. Job will mess you up. Job's Old Testament scripture that shows you that uh, that Satan's asking permission to mess with Job, and God says yes, um, and that God's allowing all these things, and then allowing multiple levels of painfulness to happen. Yeah. Um, Elijah, for example, the story of Elijah is incredible, especially the beginning of it, because God literally takes him through these painful pieces on purpose, like intentionally on purpose. Um, and there's no way to there's no way to read it and infer that it's not on purpose. I mean, if you want to study up on something, study up on the Kareth Ravine um, that he makes Elijah actually go through, where he becomes completely dependent upon God. And so there's these there's these things that he does with Elijah that I think you can pull back and say he probably does these with all people, right. where he'll take you through these seasons where things are stripped away so that there's complete total dependence upon him because that's what's best for you. Um, and then, and then, you know, does God cause pain? Well, I mean, Jesus, right? I mean, yeah. I think that it's like the ultimate example, full wrath of God yeah. placed on Jesus. Right. Yeah. So what caused that pain? Well, I guess sinfulness caused it. God didn't cause it, right? but he definitely allowed the wrath of God to be placed onto Jesus. Yeah. Right. And that payment, that full payment. And so, I mean, yeah, th- th- he does, um, and that's hard for us. I mean, I think that then the easiest ways to to really come to grips with this because a lot of people, a lot of people struggle with. This. I think everybody struggles with this at different stages of their life of depending on what's going on and how significant it is. Why would God not just intervene? Why would He allow this to happen? Um, did God cause this moment of pain or whatever it is? But I think the easiest way to look at it is is like through the eyes of a parent. Um, me, and you were talking about this earlier that. Yep. That you know, there are lots of times in our lives where we allow our kids to walk through something that we know we could probably step in and change it for that moment. Yeah. But we allow them to walk through it, even though we don't want them to hurt. We know they're going to hurt because in the end, it's going to build something in them that they wouldn't get any other way, right? Yeah. And then like punishments. I mean, the the, the idea of punishments towards our kids or corrections towards our children is the same, you know indicator of care and concern from the parent but knowing that it's going to have to there's going to have to be some pain there or some loss of things right so when we take things away from them or or maybe it's pain maybe it's a a spanking i don't know some people listen might not agree with that but (laughs) i do um not saying abuse your kid but i think in the spanking is do if you raise my kids you spank them anyway <laughs> or, or just, you know, when you take something away, like right. your phone's gone, you know, that's the ultimate punishment, by the way, to my teenager. Oh, yeah. So we, it was actually, I didn't want her to get a phone. 
So when it was time, like Valerie was like, she needs a phone, Adam. Right. And I was like, no, she don't need a phone. She ain't got no job. She don't need no phone. Right. <laughs> right? If you got a job, you might need a phone. Right. If you don't have a job, you don't need a phone. And so she she was Valerie was like, no, she needs one or whatever. And I finally conceded. And so we agreed. And we had all these restrictions on it and all this stuff to protect her and keep her from doing stupid stuff and things like that. Right. But what I realized right after she got it was this is the greatest punishment ever. All I have to do is look at you and go, would you like to lose your phone? No, Daddy, I would not. Right. I'm sorry. I will correct. Right. right. And so the the times where we've had to take it away, like the loss of something, and you could compare this, even though it seems much smaller when you're talking about somebody's phone or Xbox or whatever, mm-hmm. you can compare it to the loss of something else in life, right, mm-hmm. as an adult. We don't want them to hurt or whatever, but we know taking that away or the loss of that mm-hmm. is going to build something in them that is going to be greater than the loss that they had, mm-hmm. right? And there's going to be a positive to it later. And I think that's the easiest way for me to really process through God allowing pain or causing pain to happen right. is to be able to think through, well, as a parent, I have to allow it sometimes, and sometimes I have to cause it for them to be able to be who they need to be, right? And to yeah. grow and walk through those things. And and I think also if we would look at certain things in our lives, certain seasons of pain, as you mature, you'll realize that um, I wouldn't change it, right? So, like, there's some things that I've done that I've done that I know hurt other people. Um, things I've done that hurt my wife and my children, and I wish I could change the pain that it caused them. But I would not take it away now. I would not go back and rewrite it if I could, right? Because it built things in me and in us that weren't going to happen any other way. Yeah, you know. And so I think the more the more the further away from the pain you can get and and then the more mature you can get in hearing from the Lord, I think you can almost hear the Lord say like I, I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying this to us a lot of times of you know you got to walk through this for a reason, right mm-hmm. and I know this hurts, I know this is painful, and I love you, and I don't want you to hurt, but right mm-hmm. there's there's a bigger end goal to this, and so when you look mm-hmm. at it through a parent's perspective and then when you think through hurtful situations or stupid stuff you've done and you would go back and go, I know, I, I know I wouldn't change this now. Yeah. That's when you start to realize that God does use pain um, in, in a big way in our lives and he speaks through it. Um, and there are instances where he does cause it if you want to go all the way to that spot, right? I mean, you could still say that all pain is caused by the fact that we live in a fallen world and that God is then allowing us to walk through it to teach us something. But Either way you want to go, we all know this one by experience. Yeah, absolutely. we all know. We all know that God speaks through pain by personal experience. Even yeah. if you're in a spot right now where you're mad, you know, or ticked off that He would do it, or you're at a spot where we're talking about before, we're going, no, no, I, I needed that, and I, I hate that it happened, and I hate that it went down that way. But what's happened on the other side is more important. Um, but we know this by personal experience. God often has to use pain in order to get us to slow down and to get our attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the act of fasting is literally choosing to go through some pain mm-hmm. and some suffering, if you want to call it that, or inconvenience, whatever yeah. you want to do. I do think there's some pain associated with it. Yeah. I mean, the whole point of it is so that we can slow down. And so that we can change our attention. And yeah. so God, God, he, he has to use pain in order to get us to 
to, to slow down or get our attention. Because the, what we were saying at the beginning is that we don't really change until the pain of what's going on is greater than the fear of the change. Yeah. And so if that's the case, then he would have to use pain yeah. to get us to slow down. I mean, he'd have to. He'd have to use pain to get our attention focused on what it needed to be, not on other things. Um, he'd, he'd have to um, because pain gets our attention. It is God's hearing aid, right? There's this wonderful quote, um, and I've used this a lot over the last few years because it's it's really spoken to me. We preached through a series. We might want to revisit this on the podcast, too. We preached through a series on loneliness, mm. Um a year ago, maybe. Yeah, it was back in February of 2021. Has yeah. that been that long? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. So it has been a year. Yeah, over a year now. A year ago about loneliness because me and my family and even my children have been walking through this intense season of loneliness. And so some of the stuff that I found and I, I feel like God had led me to through it um, really helped me. And one of those was this book. I guess it's a book. It may, it may just be a collection of essays, but whatever. Um, from C.S. Lewis that is not, to most people, one of his most known ones. Like you see, you say C.S. Lewis and most people are going to pull up uh, Narnia, mm-hmm. right? The yeah. Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe yeah. or whatever, right? That's the only one of those I ever read. Right. Um, and then and then some people, if you're a little more into theological readings and understandings, you will have read Mere Christianity um, or the Screw Tape Letters, which is really cool. If you never read the Screw Tape Letters, it is um, this fictional story, of course, where the devil is writing letters back and forth to his minions. Yeah. It's really neat. I've, um, I've heard of it, and like some of my friends, I think, have read it, and they've told me about it, but I've never actually oh, read it. Oh, it's incredible. It sounds really good. I still want to read it. it I, I firmly believe that it is a divinely inspired book that gives you an insight into how the enemy um, looks at us, sees us, works. The, the little things that they do to disrupt, um, it, it, it's incredible. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. but this one is called The Problem with Pain. And it is the it is centered around the, that humongous question I said earlier. It's centered around the whole, if God is good, then why is there pain in the world? If God right. is good, then why do bad things happen, right? If God is good, the way that question usually plays out, if God is good, then why do bad things happen to good people, mm. right? That question right there is flawed. I don't have time to go into this, and people get mad no, that boy. I say it, right? Yeah. <laughs> but there aren't any good people. Right. And so you can say, why well, bad things happen to people, mm-hmm. but not good people. Anyway, regardless. Agreed. I agree. Um, including me and Chloe. Right, so right. Th- there's this, there's this uh, chapter and this one particular quote. Now, I've used parts of this quote before, um, but not the whole thing. So I'm going to read it. And it's kind of harder to understand. You know, it's a little older, right? This mm-hmm. was written a long time ago. Um, and what we'll do, Chloe, why don't we throw up on the Facebook page this quote mm-hmm. and then maybe a reference to this book, right? Mm-hmm. And so people can see it or look at it if they don't hear me. You don't have to yeah. keep repeating it over and over again here. Absolutely. So um, it says, the human spirit will not even begin to try to surrender self-will as long as all seems to be well with it, right? We're not ever going to give over our self-will as long as everything seems to be fine. Mm-hmm. Now, error and sin both have this property that the deeper they are, the less their victim suspects their existence, their masked evil. And so what he's talking about is the, the, the deeper rooted the sin is in our lives, we don't even know that it's there. Mm. 
right? We don't even recognize it. Um, it's masked evil is what he recalls mm-hmm. it. He calls it so that there, that that we don't even suspect that it exists in the first place. Right. That's that deep seated sinfulness in the humanity, like what we just referenced a minute ago when we said there are no good people. Right? right. Why do bad things happen? That, that's what we're talking about. Like this yeah. in just deep seated innate sinfulness that's there, and we don't even realize that it's even there most of the time. Mm-hmm. So it's masked evil. And he says pain though is unmasked unmistakable evil. Every man knows that something is wrong when he is being hurt. Mm. Right? And so you have this there's a problem, right? Issue, but you don't even realize it because that other sin is this masked evil in our lives. Mm-hmm. But this unmasked thing is pain. It's obvious. And when you experience pain, everybody knows something's not right. Right? Yeah. It's the indicator that something is wrong. I mean, if you just took our physical bodies, for example, when we hurt physically, we know that something's not right, right? I mean, the minute we experience pain, that's when we know that, you know, if we all of a sudden have a pain in our ankle that we didn't have before, something's wrong, right? right. There's a problem with the ankle. That's what he's saying, that that pain is unmasked, unmistakable evil. Everybody knows there's a problem when there's pain involved. And then he says, and pain is not only immediately recognizable evil, but evil impossible to ignore. You can't ignore it. So that's that's another reason why God would use it because it's impossible to ignore pain. Right. It takes over, right? I mean it just takes over everything. I mean think about I'm getting a little older. Valerie and I were just talking about this last night. We're getting older and so we hurt more than we used to, you know, it, just things like that. And so I was sitting in the floor with the kids the other night and when I went to get up, I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> like it was it like was somebody hurting, help me. <laughs> right? And I couldn't move right and then it was just crazy. And I was like, I've just only been sitting in the floor for 5 minutes. You know, we're starting to realize more that there's something there. Um what I'm saying is though is notice how if something hurts on your body, it sort of takes precedent over everything else on your body that feels mm-hmm. fine. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything, right? And it means something simple. Like you could take a headache and go, well, I have a headache and it's making me feel bad. It's just my head, but it's your head. So it just sort of affects everything. But right. if you took like, you know, my finger hurts, all of a sudden that one little hurt in the finger is now. It's distracting dist- you from what from you're doing, else. from right. what everything else. Everything else, right? Everything. It's that crazy. one little piece, yeah. you know, of what's going on. And so I just, man, I just think he is on to something right here so much. Um, it's impossible for us to ignore it. And then he says it like this. He's, he's starting to talk about, like, think of all the other things we can ignore. We can rest contentedly in our sins and in our stupidities. So we can rest, you know, no big deal. We can ignore those all day. Right. And then he gives this example. Anyone who has watched gluttons, this would be me, I've done this before, shoveling down the most exquisite foods as if they did not know what they were eating will admit that we can ignore even pleasure. Right, mm-hmm. So that pleasure comes in and it doesn't get our attention is what he's saying. Yeah. right? And so God can give us the most exquisite of things. Like he can give us the most amazing things. I'm fasting right now, so I'm thinking about pizza. Oh. I love pizza. I just messed Chloe up. <laughs> I love pizza And we can too. be thinking like – I love I, everything at this point. I'm like, if it's I'll edible, eat, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat just about any kind of pizza too. I mean, even crappy pizza. Right. Um, but like the greatest pizza I've ever had kind of thing mm. – and we can ignore, we can eat that and completely ignore yeah. that God exists or what God's trying to do in our lives. Like yeah. He can bless us with the most amazing blessings, is what He's getting to here. The pleasures in this world, right? Because those things were supposed to be. If you go like this world, what it was supposed to look like, like 
before the fall, before sin enters, mm-hmm. everything that we would experience, like even the foods that we would eat would make us go, man, what a God that yeah. he would make the coffee bean, right? What a God that he would make the pizza crust. Like it, it would cause us to just pause and know who he is and be aware of it. But in, in our sinfulness, we can completely ignore even pleasure. Yeah. It doesn't get our attention is what he's saying. Not at all. But pain insists upon being attended to. God, And then here's the big line. God whispers in our pleasures. He speaks in our conscience, but he shouts in our pain. Hmm. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. To, to us not listening to him, ignoring him, you know, priorities out of whack. Pain is that megaphone where he gets our attention because nothing gets our attention as as innately sinful, selfish people more than when we hurt. Yeah. And so I love the way C.S. Lewis talks through this. If you have if you have struggled with some of these things or maybe you're starting to not struggle as much, maybe you're starting to come to a greater understanding of of how God has used these things in your life, this is a phenomenal book. And it's a little harder to digest. You can see it's a little harder to read, but it is phenomenal. C.S. Lewis, The Problem of Pain. I'll read that last line one more time. We're about to wrap up in a minute. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world Hmm. because you can't ignore it. Yeah. And so if it's something you can't ignore, then I have firmly believed that God will use it. Because he cares about us and cares about us being who we've been made to be and not – he cares about us not being on the throne of our lives, right? The best thing for us is God being on the throne. The best thing for us is God receiving ultimate glory because we are glory-thieving rats. And anytime we get glory, we screw it all up. Anytime we sit on our throne, we screw it all up. And so if that's what's best for us, then then God is definitely going to speak through pain in a way to – Wake us, right, to 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 get our attention for sure. Because nothing's going to get our attention more than pain does. It's true. And it sucks that we're like that and we're that stupid. <laughs> but that's just the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> nothing's going to get our attention more than pain. And yeah. and that, going back to the fasting thing, that's what you're really doing when you fast, right? You are choosing some moderate, right, mm-hmm. minimal pain. Right. To reset your attention and focus, right, on what it needs to be. And so when you're hurting, it's like God saying, hey, there's somebody here who wants to help you, right? You can depend on me. You can look to me. I do exist. I can get your attention in this, right? Mm -hmm. And, And as a pastor, I have seen so many situations, like they're heartbreaking, where there has been a horrendous accident or um, the death of somebody, especially young, and it's completely unexpected. Yeah. And what you realize in those moments is while there's a lot of questioning of why God would allow this and there's a lot of I don't understands and all that, I mean, I have said in so many situations where I'm with a whole slew of family and nobody believes in God, but in that moment of pain, they all want to pray. They all want to ask questions. Yeah. They all want some comfort, and they're all looking to God for that, even right. in even in disbelief yeah. of His existence, and being mad that something like this would happen. Right? Pain is that megaphone 
that rouses a deaf world to the fact that God exists, that he loves, that he cares, and that there's something bigger. There's something better there. Um, And, you know, it's him saying, I'll help you through this if you just let me. Right. I'm here. It's, it's, it's God's way of basically saying I'm here, yeah. which is kind of crazy. Um, pain, I don't know another way to say it, and I think we've belabored it enough. Pain is God's way often of getting our attention. Yeah. And if you think about the primary ways, and we'll wrap up, the, the primary ways in which he speaks that we've talked about through the word, through the spirit, through gifted teachers, through pain, out of all those, which one's going to get your attention faster? Pain is. Pain. I mean, God Pain can literally time. send you a straight up word from the Spirit. Like it can be this. It, you can't. Like there's no way to deny it. This this way you go. Like I, I can't ignore this. And yet you'll forget about it in a mm-hmm. week. It doesn't get your attention on a deep level, like pain does. Yeah. There's been so many of those things. That's why we. I think that's another reason why God can speak to us, and we're just amazed by it. Or oh, God, God comes through in a situation, right? So He provides when when there's no no doesn't look like there's any way of providing, and then three months later, we can be in a similar situation and be like, "This is hopeless. Nobody's going to help," right? But God already did something just three months ago similar. Like you would think that you'd get to the point where you like, well, of course He's going to move. He's already yeah. done it before, right? That's what He was doing with the Israelites when He gave them all these ways to remember, because they are going to forget. Yeah. That's one of the things that's missing in our modern church is is being able having ways in which we purposefully remember what God has done because it reminds us that he is going to work in the future. But we'll forget that stuff in a heartbeat. So that that Holy Spirit will move in some way, work in some mighty way. And then the next thing you know, we've com- completely forgotten about it. Yeah. Nothing gets our attention like pain gets our attention. It's true. And it's sad. That we're stupid, but <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it would be impossible to ignore God speaking through pain. And I think that you can say that that's a primary way. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think that you can almost equate it to, I mean, I don't even know if you if, if equate is even possible. Like, I don't know if we can say these are the primary ways, but if I'm trying to digest it, like if I'm trying to understand it, we just came out of a long theology series. So if I'm trying to to get a systematic approach to this, mm-hmm. I would say that pain is a primary way equal to, if not more than, the Word and the Spirit and gifted teachers, right, and prophetic utterances and dreams and vision and whatever it may I think pain's right there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because nothing gets our attention like pain does. It's true. Nothing. It's very true. Well... Anything else? I no, can't tell I if you're I'm, wrapping up. Okay. Wow, this is up. a very because I'm used to these episodes going much longer. Yeah, so. this is pretty good, right? Yeah. It's not long as yeah. was it was. No, no, thirty four minutes right oh, that's now. That's good. Yeah, yeah that's good. good See, now you got time to get off the podcast and uh, cry and moan about your pain. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. I really enjoyed this episode because it's true. I enjoyed even when we were talking about it, prepping for it. I think it was last week. Yeah. I knew this was going to be a good one. It's just important for us, I think, to pull back sometimes and not discuss all the things in which we can completely get our brain around or we feel like we can get our brain around or that we can, um, I don't know, fully understand. Like this is one where you're not going to completely understand it. And I keep going back to a kid. Right. There are times where my parents did things and corrected me or allowed me to walk through a season where it was a train wreck. They could have stopped it. 
but they didn't. And as that as the child in it, I could not understand that. I could not grasp why this mm-hmm. would happen. Right? Why wouldn't you just give me that money? Why are you gonna make me go through this? You got it. Yeah. You know I'm a good kid. I'm not doing anything. Right. Why wouldn't you just help me? Right? right. But as a child, you can't understand it. So in the situation, you can't get it. But later on, when there is wisdom and maturity, mm-hmm. right, you're able to understand it. So a lot of this with the pain that God is speaking to us through, a lot of it I don't think we're going to understand here on earth. Yeah. I don't think that we're capable as the child in the situation to fully grasp the wisdom of an incomprehensible God, right? And so I think that a lot of those things with deep-seated hurts and pains where God uses them to get our attention, are we going to fully grasp until we have full knowledge? And then I think we'll go, oh, that was the right call because nothing else would have got my attention or I would have never went to uh, A, B, and C if this didn't happen here, right? right? And you knew that. Right. You know, you knew those things. And that whole, you know, scripture I go back to a lot is – him being the light unto my path, right? Mm. That light unto your path, we may have said this on podcast before, that light unto your path is a is a lamp that they carry down at the ground, right? And so it literally only lit up a step or two mm-hmm. ahead of it, right? I think we did talk yeah. about those. It only moment. lights up a step or two yeah. because you can't handle all the other steps that are there. And so there, and most of that is pain yeah. and issues and problems and things you're going to have to walk through. And God just shows you this little piece one at a time. Um, instead of like lighting up the whole thing, because if you lit the whole thing, you just avoid it, right? Yeah. Because some of the 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 biggest growth that's going to happen in your life spiritually is going to come through pain. And right. would we choose if we could fast forward to the end? Would we choose the growth and know that we had to suffer through the pain, or would we choose not growing and not going through the pain? I yeah. think that we would choose the growth. Yeah. And so God helps us make that decision for right. us. Like what I mean, everybody when they look back at their own lives too, I think we can all agree that like you were not growing when things were going perfectly and everything was falling into place. Like I mean, that's nice. There's nothing wrong with like having those seasons in life where like sure. things are good, but you're not you're not growing. I know for a fact, like I look back at my life and I'm like when things were going really good, I can't remember anything specifically happening. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm growing. If anything, it was always, always, always the painful moments, the most sad moments where I was like I see what God was doing there. And sometimes you don't see it yet. But you're like, I know that he was doing something. But for me, like for a lot of things, I look back and like, I can see how he grew me through this. I can see how he grew me through this. Like, absolutely. And I think that, I think that the, so for me, the more I've walked through this over the last year or two, the more I go back to that C.S. Lewis quote. And now what I focus on is the unmasked evil that he talked about instead of the obvious painful stuff. So what you start to realize is there's, why doesn't this other stuff get my attention, right? Yeah. Why doesn't the fact that I am um, just naturally selfish every single morning, why doesn't that get my attention? Yeah. Why doesn't God giving me all these blessings and all these things that he blesses me with constantly, why doesn't that get my attention, right? right? It makes me go back up and start looking at what he called unmasked evil, yeah. right? And so, you know, I think that's one of the other things that you begin to grow into is when you start to realize that no pain is a part of the process and it is required and necessary. And it is when the growth happens, right? Mm -hmm. That it'll make you start to look deeper into your sinfulness and not surface. Because the pain part is quite surface for the most part, right? And then God does some deeper seated changes in you through it. But 
what about the what about the the, the sinfulness that's much deeper that we ignore, right? And yeah. can kind of push you towards that. Yeah. So it's a good, it's good 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 word, Chloe. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys Thanks, for everybody. joining us. Yeah. Um, we'll be back next week with another episode, and I'll be sure to post about that book, the problem with pain, right? Problem, By C. The problem. I think oh, I think it's the problem, problem with, with pain? I think it's the problem of pain. The problem of pain. Yep. Okay. The problem of pain. The problem of pain. By yep. C.S. Lewis. I'll be sure to post about that so everybody can have that in mind. Um, so be sure to keep up with our social media, and we will be back again next week. Thank you guys yeah, so much for listening you. all the time for 59 episodes so far. Woo, right? Almost at 60. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.